your next herd bull. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We've got some negativity happening once again on this screen. We look at the grains and uh, it flip-flopped this uh, this trading day. Cattle are up and hogs are lower. We're going to take a look at what's been going on in this market trade. Kind of another wild week in the markets. Really got to do some bracing for yourself. Now, April, usually we kind of see it turning to the bullish side, but we've got some factors working in, including what's turning out to be a decent crop in South America. We're going to look at the friendliness to the cattle. And don't forget, we've got some USDA reports coming out yet this week. And then just to throw a whole loop into it, uh, Russia says they're going to be, and this is not the exact words, but backing off a little bit on their attacks. What is that all? mean none of us really know but china is testing and that's going to cause for some concerns as well so lots that we're going to pack into this time frame as we're joined by darren fessler darren is with lakefront futures and and let's talk about this wild week to start out with it definitely i mean for a tuesday it's it's leaving no holds bar that's for sure uh, you, you you nailed it on the head there, Susan. It, it, it This is, as I said to clients earlier this week, and in and, and commentary they send out, just brace yourself. This week is going to be wild. Now, seasonally, this is a typically a bearish week as we enter month in, quarter in. And given how much the, the, the ag side of things, the grains have rallied here, you got to kind of think of it from, a, from an investor standpoint, a, you know, manage money standpoint. You're probably going to take your chips off the table a little bit here, patent that or window dress, as they want to call it, some of those financials by the end of the month here for their investors. So to see what we're seeing here, not too shocked and given the seasonality of it, but then you throw in some de-escalation from Russia and Ukraine, and then you have what you have right here. What you also have is a very, very high correlation over the last few weeks with crude oil and soybeans. It's one of the better correlations as far as any ag markets out there. And so once you had that kind of that de-escalation headlines hit the tape here this morning, you really saw crude oil come off along with all of the grains. Now, crude oil, you know, we're looking at almost about five, six dollars off the low currently. So, you know, who knows? It's one day, it's one story. The next day, it's the other story. So, uh, just just brace for plenty of volatility in the near term. You talk about that uh, bracing for volatility. I mean, it, there's so many factors, so many you know balls that are up in the air. You don't know which what's going to drop when. And looking at as you said, April kind of turns to that bullish as we start to see more folks getting into the into the fields with planting. You know, the excitement just is going to pick up. It, it is. It is. And as we are, you know, seasonally bearish this week, you know, next week we start turning more bullish seasonally. And, you know, we're going to start pricing a lot more risk. And, and given the sensitivity of all the headlines out there, this is a year where we could think the impossible or unthinkable could happen as far as prices. And that just because we have a, a, a couple days of down does not mean that this thing is all doom and gloom. And it doesn't mean everything's rosy either. I think you got to look at your chart time frames, your four-hour, your dailies, your weekly charts, and really think, where are you from a producer standpoint? Where are you sold as the planters hit the dirt here? I mean, we can't you know, sitting here end of April or, you know, first part of April into parts of March and say, well, we're going to have uh, a great growing season or we're going to have a drought. I, I, I'm always a price over calendar type of guy. And I think that these are still really good levels here. And there are 
things that producers can do to you know still maintain that upside flexibility in these markets or have flexibility with un- in hedges too but so there's a lot of things that will shake themselves loose here but as we go forward here and at, given the price levels we're at i think producers need to ask themselves what are the risks that are ahead of me here and and one of that risk is is the freedom corn crop in brazil is you know they're going to be harvesting here in the next month you know 45 days it is looking pretty darn good now how does that going to relate to the you know u.s exports going down the road because if we have some de-escalation that probably means the ukrainian farmers are probably more likely going to get something planted and something exported even if that means by rail so looking at uh, this this crop, we haven't heard a lot of word out of South America as to what's been happening uh, weather-wise. And as you say, the crop is looking good. What are you hearing from your contacts down there? Uh, we're almost looking at a pretty close ideal situation uh, as far as the, the safrina corn crop. Now, I could not say anything maybe close to that in, in, in some areas in, in as far as the beans, you know, even a few months ago. But Brazil has caught some really good rains. Uh, they got this stuff planted on a decent time frame as well, too. So uh, I'm in, I'm anticipating a pretty darn good crop. Now, whether that is 110 million metric ton crop or 120 million metric ton crop, I'm talking total production uh, of Brazil here. I think it all comes down to the next you know 30 days or so. How does that crop finish? And in the way the forecasts are looking, it's going to finish pretty good. And then you change that to, okay, what does the USDA think about acreage coming up here on Thursday? And where do, where do they think the quarterly stocks are? And given all of the tensions around the world, especially in Russia, Ukraine, uh, and even how the, uh, the bean crop was in, in South America, you know, it seems like this is one of the more important uh, growing seasons in, in U.S. Uh, in recent memory. Now, as we finish up this uh, half of the report, talk about the correlation between the oil and the beans. Yeah, right now we're seeing about a, a, almost a 90% correlation between crude oil and the bean market. So, yes, beans have pulled off here from recent highs. So has the crude oil. So if there's more volatility in these markets, I anticipate uh, uh, an upward uh, push higher in beans, especially if there's an upward push in crude oil due to volatility. All right, take a look. we got more coming up, folks, as uh, we continue here with the Tuesday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Kind of interesting note that was, and we'll talk about this in the second half. I love the description. The feed truck tire fell off midway through feeding. All is not lost, but it sure ain't going smoothly. We'll talk about what's going on in this cattle market and a whole lot more. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. At Fontenelle Hybrids, people and products make the difference. Here's Fontenelle dealer Brandon Novak from St. Paul, Nebraska. Fontenelle offers a strong product lineup through their soybeans and through their corn. Working with the people of Fontenelle have made things a lot easier just because I have a sense of security and knowing that the products that I choose will be the right products for my farm with the help of our knowledgeable agronomists and FSRs. For more, contact your local dealer or go to Fontenelle.com. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide Hey. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing a conversation this afternoon with Darren Fessler, who is with Lakefront Futures. So we talked a little bit about what's been happening on the grain side of it. And 
A tweet that was shared uh, by uh, Ashley Coles, I'll give her 100% credit during a current legislative uh, stalemate talking about the cattle feeding scenario, was this. The feed uh, truck tire fell off midway through feeding. All is not lost, but it sure ain't going smoothly. And I think in a nutshell, that kind of describes what's been happening in this cattle market. It's been an interesting ride the last couple of months. Uh, it, it it that you 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 got it you got it right. It's it's been interesting to say the least, and and, and interesting to the point where it's you know there has been a lot of discouragement. Um, you know you have you have a, a cost of gain that's is extremely high right now. Um, you have you have numbers that that a lot of people uh, assume, myself included, that aren't there. Um, you look at the rising cost of corn here and, and how it's hampering uh, some of this, you know, probably some of the people from actually keeping some cattle back here. Most most of these, uh, you know, feeder guys, are they're taking it to the barn. They're not replacing it. Um, and so, yeah, there's, you know, from the feeder side of things, I mean, it, there's going to be brighter days. And, and, and the way I look at this, it may might be Q4 of this year. It might be Q1 of next year. Uh, but there's going to be there's going to come a time here when um, cattle is going to be very friendly. And I, I think we're just going to have to weather some storms here in a nearby. But today we had decent volume. Um, I really like that. We had a really nice pop, especially if you look at some of these deferred months. Let's say August feeders. You, you really got above. Um, the 20 day moving average that's that's always encouraging to see it's been acting as a little bit of thorn inside really consolidating around that level now i think that we can st- still see some upside in this cattle for sure but it's all going to come down to i think what how how is this weather going to turn out this year um you know especially if, if we run into a drought uh you know if we don't have you know run into a drought we have higher corn prices i mean there's just there's not a whole lot of incentive just to keep cattle back right now and and i think that's going to create for a very you know bullish scenario down the road here not just feeders but i'm talking um also on the fat side of things too uh some of these deferred months say like december uh you know we could be looking at much higher levels here um in due course but it, it it's not going to happen at one time here um but, and the same thing can be said probably for the hog market i do think june hogs though are a little bit probably fundamentally overdone here um but you know see a little bit slight pullback there today i mean hogs have been very directional here so the the see a little bit you know coming off of the table on you know profit taking a little bit by month end again i'm not too surprised if you do see you know multiple two three four days lower in in hogs here either and then when then we start snapping back higher once again you know there's been so many people talking about these cattle that are leaving um, Oklahoma areas, even southern Kansas, because it's so dry, there's no place to put them to, to feed them. And I wonder if, like you said, depending on what this weather does this spring, if that's going to increase those numbers and that genetic loss that's going to take place. Yeah, that's a very good question. Now, let's knock on wood, um, but there is rain in the forecast for western Kansas. Not only that, I mean, we need that for the wheat crop as well, too. But, um, yeah, the, the dryness that we've experienced over the last, say, six, seven, eight months now in, in, in parts of western Kansas, western Nebraska, the panhandles of Oklahoma, I mean, it is concerning. It should be concerning. Um, it, but it's just it's not 
painting a great picture at the moment for cattle. And um, but again, I mean, where where's always kind of darkness. There is going to be light at the end of the tunnel, though. And again, I think it's going to be Q4, Q1 of next year where we're going to see some hopefully some better numbers come out. But right now, the numbers. Uh, I do not of the cattle are not there in my opinion. I do think technically, uh, if the funds start to get a hold of this and they realize, you know what, cattle's probably pretty relatively cheap compared to hogs, or you know, cattle's probably cheap relative to corn. You know, there's going to be a t- uh, you know the tide is going to turn into the bull favor, and, and right now I'm looking at it from a managed money standpoint. I mean, they're pretty much net bearish uh, pretty heavily on this on this feeder cattle and I, I think you got to be very very careful being overly you know pessimistic this cattle market china and testing how is that going to be affecting this this livestock trade i think i think in a nutshell this china testing china lockdown shanghai china test everybody i, I think it's going to relate back to the u.s economy mortgage rates are starting to move higher here the fed's starting to tighten here and so you know maybe the underlying economy is maybe not as strong as people think i do think that is a risk for this cattle trade lots of things happening with the market uh real quick in a nutshell how do we uh prep for this week's uh planning intentions report from a market perspective I'm thinking I'm very, very neutral on acreage uh, and intentions going into Thursday. All right. Sounds good. Darren, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? 312-858-3668. And, of course, make sure you follow him on Twitter as well. Darren Fessler's been joining us, and that has been today's Fontenelle Final Bell. As always, reminder, commodity futures and options involve a substantial risk of loss that aren't suitable to all investors. The Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.